0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Is This Cinema podcast with me, Priscilla.
1: And me, Jess.
0: And today, this episode's actually gonna be a bit different from our usual type. We usually end up doing top threes or top fives, top tens, we do reviews. We've done a Love Island episode, but this episode's gonna be a bit different. This episode, we are going to be discussing Greta Gerwig. But Greta Gerwig isn't a director with a large filmography. And it'd be, and I kind of don't want to do a top three, top four, yeah, yeah, without having Barbie, having watched Barbie. I think that's probably something we'll probably do once Barbie's come out. We'll do a proper top four because I feel like Barbie may pick my favorite film of hers but what we thought we'd do actually is actually discuss about like our favorite get a go with or talk about my favorite get a go with film why i love it and why i love her as a director pretty much mm-hmm. and then actually go into our barbie predictions of what we think it'll be about and we can actually revisit it on the barbie yeah. podcast episode to see if me or jess were actually right um so before we get into the whole thing let's do some housekeeping first as per usual We've got Mission Impossible, we've got Mission Impossible rankings of all the films, not including Dead Reckoning, because we filmed that before we watched that film. Yes. Um, yeah, we've got plenty of other stuff. We've got a Love Island review. If you've actually are catching up on Love Island and you've watched the Castle More recoupling, or you want to actually listen to our opinions post-Casser and recoupling, you've got that as well to listen to. And um, we've got some more future stuff in the pipeline. We've got to have our Barbie Heimer review. So I'm watching Barbie and Oppenheimer in the same week as you do um as is Jess
1: it's gonna be a long day
0: I know it's like 15 years ago when you had Mamma Mia and The Dark Knight out at the same time which is our two facets of my personality again because as everyone knows I am an ABBA fanatic <laughs> um so yeah but let's get straight into the nooks and crannies of Greta I'm gonna preface I'm a huge Greta fan I'm a nerd I love her so much like I like the way I love her is kind of unhealthy because I went into watching her. I mean, the first one I watched of Greta was actually Lady Bird, to be completely honest with you. Um, which had yeah. like I was Saoirse Ronan was in it, Timothy Chalamet was in it. That's I forgot got Sharone and her Oscar nomination, actually. Um, uh, one of her first few, and honestly, like that film completely changed my life. Like, she nailed the whole like, aspect of being like a teenager, being in school and that feeling like, you know, when you have a friction relationship with your mum and she just nailed the feelings of girlhood so well. Yeah. And I've not ever felt like the like, only time I've ever felt like that was obviously what Olivia Wilde's book smart, like the old school, like British rom-coms, the teen rom-coms, like wild child and anger songs, the perfect snogging that nailed the apathy and just the feelings you feel as a teenage girl, which she did with Ladybird, but but that's not even my favourite film of hers. Because to go into this, guys, Jess actually hasn't watched Greta's film at all. So her first film is actually going to be Barbie. How do you feel about that, Jess?
1: Because obviously you're going into this. Yes, I'm kind of going into it quite blind, as you can say. I'm actually looking forward to it because she's obviously quite a young director compared to most people. So I'm just trying to think of like, what mind, Mm -hmm. like which, what will she go into this? Like, how will she approach this film? I always like to be, to just like be open-minded and just think like how people would approach this. Because I couldn't imagine like if I was a director and they said, oh, there's a new Barbie film coming out. I need you to direct it. I don't know where I'd start. (laughs)
0: Joe grata because I'll go into this because actually i'll give you my this could be a good little therapy session thing because the I therapy. can tell you the first film I think you should watch <laughs> well i can 't think of anything else, but this could be like a good little me coaching you session on Greta mm-hmm. going, because I can tell you the film I think you need to watch yes. first it's my it 's bio it's my favorite film little women, one of my favorite books ever For those of you that don't know just knows, i am a huge book nerd I love I love books I love classics
1: yeah, we went to we went to um the bookshop
0: yesterday. We actually went to Waterstones yesterday, and you, you just saw me like wander off like into my little world looking like, at the books in there. <laughs> but I love I love classics, and Little Women has one of my favourite characters of all time, which is Jo March. Like mm-hmm. I, I I love her like no other, and. Mm-hmm. I loved the original, I loved the film with uh, Christian Bale played Laurie in that one in 1994, and that's one of my favourite films of all time. I've watched that repeatedly. It's that and um, the TV series Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth as Mr. Darcy and Matthew McFadden and Priya Knightley's um, Pride and Prejudice and um, Emma with um, Anya Taylor-Joy. Those are my period dramas, like those are my thing. So when I heard Greta was doing Little Women, I'm like, this is going to be interesting because this is such a, it's quite a feminist book in terms of the t- time it's set in and what happens. But what I loved about Greta's Little Women is that, I'm, so, oh, I'm spoiling it for those who have not read the book and those who have not watched the films, but Amy March, obviously like Joe and Laurie, who Timothy plays in the film, who mm-hmm. was stunning in that film. Um, they Joe and Laurie have like this sort of will they won't they will they won't they will they won't they with Laurie really pining after Jared. Joe and Joe wanting him but then not exactly like she she likes him but she doesn't exactly want him. It's it's a really good will they won't they to be honest. And Amy obviously then her sister her younger sister ends up being with Laurie and then what happens in the in the books and in the previous adaptations of the film. There's not a lot of work done. I mean the book does to be fair, but in the other adaptations there's not a lot of work done to understand Amy's perspective. A lot of people are just like, damn, like she took the guy that like Laurie liked Joe first. Like people are very much you're either Amy or Joe. I never was in that camp. I always sympathized with Amy because I understood her position. She always liked Laurie, do you know what I mean? But what Greta did really well, I think you'll like it with this, is that she'd nailed getting amy's perspective in like she loves this guy mm-hmm. and you actually watch them fall in love by the time you get to the end of the film you actually are happy for them if that makes any sense and mm-hmm. she does a really good job of showing them because obviously little woman's about the four sisters and the relationships between all the sisters and she nails joe's sort of um like juxtaposition of wanting to be her independent woman and obviously with the times going on with the societal view of women and that time like she it was so good, like honestly. There's not many books and film adaptations that are done well. That's one of the best I've ever seen. That was faithful to the books, also kept like also did her own thing with it. And like Florence Pugh, girl, girl.
1: And I always just find it interesting, like how people mess up like books or something. Because I feel like they give you all the information there. So then. Why is it that people always want to spice things up and get things wrong? (laughs) When you basically just got all the information there. Yeah, do you know what? It's just like having that talent to be able to bring things to life.
0: Yeah, that's what Greta did well, because I think there's many... Like, for me, the perfect adaptation before Little Women, for me, was always Pride and Prejudice, both versions of it. Um, I thought... um, the Tame of the Shrew adaptation of From 10 Thing to Hate About You was done perfectly as well. Um, but there's but particularly Pride and Prejudice both adaptations with Colin Firth and Matthew McFadden playing Mr Darcy and Keira Knightley and who played um, Thingy in um, the TV series. But what made them so good was that they captured the true essence of what Jane Austen was talking about. Even with Annie Taylor-Joy's Emma, they really capture what it's about. Do you know what I mean? And Little Women is not It's it's such a niche. It's not a hard book to nail for me, but it's very hard to make your own.
1: Yeah,
0: like put your own spin on it. Okay, well, yeah, other makes a lot of sense. People can faithfully follow. People can follow a faithfully follow a book, but it doesn't resonate. Do you know what I mean? Like the perfect mm-hmm. example is what made the Lord of the Rings film so good is that Peter Jackson ad- adapted a very hard book into a set of into a trilogy set of books which are really hard to adapt to films kept it faithful to the books at the same time made it his own that it feels separate mm-hmm. do you know what I mean and I think what Greta did really well with Little Women is that I still feel like I was reading the book this it feels faithful to what I was reading but yeah. it just it took the it took the book to another level because even, like, the perspective of Amy being put in, the like the relationship she shows between Amy and Laurie and, and the scenes between them two, I think the chemistry between the cast also helps the film. And I, I just think she did such a phenomenal job. And I always, like, I'm looking at Barbie, I'm like, I don't know how you're going to top that. Like, that's amazing work. That's amazing. Like, honestly, she could retire with that film. She actually could retire with that film. Like, you know what? That's me done, Ladybird, and that. And then obviously her film that she did in 2008, that was quite good as well. I watched that um, a few weeks ago. Like, she could retire with just those two films because those are phenomenal films. Phenomenal films. Man, so I just
1: feel like it's just amazing that if you have two great films there and you just want to keep getting better and better and better. So I've just been like, yeah, you know what? These are my top two. Let <laughs> <laughs> me just keep it stepping because i can't imagine like how difficult like where do you start from like i just i don't know i just that just keeps like coming up in my head for some weird reason
0: no you're like, where right you cuz what begin? what i like, admire where do you reference about... from
1: cuz at least like before she could reference from the books
0: <laughs> yeah cuz i think we can even go into bible predictions what i admire so much about Greta is that you're coming from maybe producing one of the best period dramas in a long time pride and picture just came out 2006 emma came out and we still had emma to be honest but i think this little women piece is better than emma so you've come out with one of the best book to film adaptations in a long time in a long long time and you're taking on barbie Mm-hmm. which could go and she could take and the thing is like knowing Greta like this she could take this film in so many different ways because it's like I, I, I just I admire her a lot to go to take this on because this is heavy like this could go very right or very wrong yeah like this is a big swing and I admire it because it's not easy taking on an IP that famous like we've like the only Barbie adaptation we've got are obviously the ones catered to us when we were kids, like the the, um, the when she was a ballerina, when she was a teacher, like all the stuff, the Swan Lake, like do you know what I mean. But to do a mm-hmm. film, a live action Barbie movie in in twenty twenty three, I give her props. I mean, we can going to our predictions now because personally, what I think she will do with Barbie. And I always felt it. And I think the tra- She did a- the trailers do a good job of not revealing what's happening. That I admire. Because we actually don't know what's going to be happening in these films. But personally, I think what she will do with Barbie, from my honest opinion, is I think she'll make it a very much more feminist ideal of what Barbie's meant to be. Like, maybe, like, the whole free will determinism thing may come up in this, like... What choices am I making? Um, living in a man's world, that sort of thing. Um, am I making my own way of life or is, is this path being placed in front of me? Sort of gl- smashing glass ceilings, that sort of thing. What freedom do women truly have? We have more freedom than we had before, but are we regressing as a society? Like, I think she'll, knowing Greta and her, how she loves intertwining those sort of political themes and. And themes of womenhood in her movie so far especially in with a Women and Lady I think that will probably come up with this Barbie because there's so much you can do here the whole body possi- positivity aspect of it like should Barbies actually have to do you know what I mean there's so many ways you could actually take this really mm-hmm. um even the roles of Ken like well, who is Ken I know it's a joke Ryan Gosling says but who is Ken outside of Barbie how does he make his own you know which I mean yeah. don't know what you think about it in terms of what she could do with Barbie.
1: I think that she'll probably need to, in a way, maybe make a new like storyline for them. Because I feel like for most people, when they think about Barbie, they just think about, oh, it's the doll, and you've got Ken, the male doll. <laughs> mm. And you just have to make up your own imagination of what you think these two are doing with each other. Like, are they married? you know is he like what type of relationship do they have with each other so I feel like that might be a thing that she might do is she's got these two characters and then she just like does her own thing with it and I feel like that would be a nice way of being able to see them in live action because people have obviously got like their different adaptations of what they want from these two toys I guess <laughs> so yeah. it would be good to see it in live action but then I'm just trying to think like what, it, I'm kind of, I don't know if scared is the word because, you know, if it doesn't, if it goes left, then I'm not sure if it changes my life too much. But I just feel like because so many people are really excited about it and there's obviously like high expectations from it. Like, will it live up to those or will it be, or she just like play it safe. That is my biggest. She won't play
0: it safe. Films. Greta Goehrig, mm-hmm. many things. She won't play it safe. She won't play it safe. She's very much... When I heard she was taking on Barbie, I was like, yeah, yeah, she won't play it safe. She's... Think of her similar to... I don't want to compare her to him because they're not the same, but like how James Gunn took on the Guardians and how he did his own thing mm-hmm. with it. Greta will do her own thing with it. Like if, if Warner Brothers... I think one of the stipulations Greta must have had when coming into this film, because she also wrote it as well, is that like I'm doing what I want with this film, mm-hmm. and it's clear by who she casted in this film. You know, you got um you got all sorts of different Barbies in there who all look different from one another, all the sorts of different Kens who all look different from one another. Um, and the way she's written her films before, I can't see her playing it safe with this. She will push the envelope. Not even push the envelope. She's ripping it up. That's her style of writing and directing. Like, she won't, she's not one of those directors who will take on a studio film and play it safe. That's not her. Mm -hmm. And she's one of the, it's sort of like what Chloe Zhao did with the Eternals. And why I'm an Eternals, like, defender. Because I like it when indie directors get these big studio films because it gives them the ability to do what they want with it. Even Denis Villeneuve with, with Dune and um, even with Blade Runner, because he had a massive franchise with Blade Runner and he did that film and it still felt like Denis' film. Mm. And he's not a safe director. Like he's, she's of that mould. She's not going to be like, oh, I shouldn't really say this or do this because it won't matter to her. In her head, she's going to be about making the best story possible in whatever way that makes sense to her. And she won't, like, dodge from certain topics because it's safe to do so. If the topic topic suits what she's trying to... with the narrative she's building with this film, she'll talk about it. She won't shy away from it at all. That's not who she is as a person. And, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited. Like, I'm sorry. I'm so, when I heard Greta was doing it, I was excited. When I heard it was Margot and Ryan, I was excited. And then you have Shooty. Um and Emma Mackey and Harine Neff and you've got um like Issa Rae and America Ferreira I know she's probably gonna have a big feminism thing to say, knowing um what Greta's gonna. I think I I think this film has the ask like all the ingredients to be something great, and I think for me like. This Barbie film won't work without someone like Greta, and actually, without Greta at the helm. I think other directors obviously could do a good Barbie film with this sort of, you know, talk and stuff. But there is something about knowing Greta Garbowsk behind it. I know that I am getting a good narrative. Like I am because Barbie—that's a feminist icon, girl. That like, that girl said I can do any job. Like she told me I can do like, anything. Everybody had one. Yeah, and I you think a
1: blonde lady was the
0: that was the first lady that we had to look up to yeah and the other thing is i think what makes <laughs> great is that she barbie's not as big as she used to be when we were younger because because a kid's yes. you know social media is yes. more you know what i mean it's not what it was because i have the fortunate eyes of having so my sister's 13 so i have the benefit of having someone of a younger generation like obviously the whole, a 12 year age gap between my sister and i and I've always had the benefit of knowing what kids are into because I just, this is what she tells me. Like, she's a gabber, She's a gab, like, she's literally a radio. She just tells me everything that she likes. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is the thing that's popular for kids now. And Barbie, Barbie, I think, waned out when my cousin, who's 18, that was the last Barbie generation, I think. Barbie was still popular, but it wasn't what it was. And I think the film actually could do a good thing for Barbie and actually catapult it. In the way it used to, because I think in the in the early to late noughties, Barbies was always popular, but the peak was in the '90s. Mm. Those TV shows, like everyone had, everyone one. had one. The house, the car, the boyfriend—exactly. The girls, little girls and stuff, are still watching Barbie. Don't get it twisted; like it's still popular, but it's not like its peak peak, like what it was. And I think if Greta and I think she will nails it, I think this could give it a second boom. Like, this could give it the extra, like, you know what I mean? Like, this could sort of have a Minions yeah. effect. Like, you remember how when the Minions came out and it just was everywhere? And now it's a staple part of culture. And obviously, Barbie's different because Barbie's always been a part of the the culture and it's always been something we loved. But there's, like, three-year-olds and four-year-olds who don't really know Barbie like that. He will now know Barbie again. You know what I mean? And I hope she takes on Bratz next. That's my only thing. I hope she takes on Bratz next. Cause we need a Bratz film, yeah.
1: I think the issue with like why I feel like Barbie kind of fell off was because I know that um like one of my cousins has a daughter. I think she's like she's a lot older now. She's like seven, eight now. But then when she was young, she decided to be more of buying her dolls that looked more like her. And I feel like as people of color, I can only talk obviously of, of as a black person because I'm black. Like people are buying their children dolls that are. They look like they're children. So I think that's maybe why it kind of fell off slightly. So it's just like, not like, oh, the first person that my child can look up to is this blonde person. So just like, how do we turn this blonde character into someone that can be for everyone? Like, how does she interact with the different characters? Because obviously, like I said, in that cast, there's like people of different colours and ages and backgrounds and everything. So I feel like that might be a good way to get other people to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe we can get like this Barbie and then mix it up with a different Barbie or a different toy that may look like some someone else, and then just put it all together. I think that's maybe the issue why kind of like fell off a bit. But I do think that it could be something that the kids will definitely rush to the cinema to go watch.
0: Yeah, do you know what it? Do you oh, Bang again. It's just I. I really, really like. It sounds like like Barbie was so good. For me as a kid, because like she was basically she did any job <laughs> like she was an astronaut, a ballerina, a teacher, a cook like she did any job. That's what made her so great. Do you know what I mean, like you could and a girl could see herself in anything with Barbie. And obviously, we had different types of Barbies mm-hmm. like there were black ones, there were white ones. Do you know what I mean, like, and I think that's what made her like right Do you know what I mean? Because like, yeah, you could anyone could be like, oh, yeah, like I could be a Barbie. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like a it wasn't like a thing, but do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of miss that era because I feel like we were very spoiled. We had brats, we had Barbies, we had like really like, we had the Totally Spies, we had all these great things. And of course, kids now have other things they like. Like, my sister has shows that she watches, she watched as a kid that she really loved. But like, we were really spoiled for choice back then. Like, you had something you can look at like even the codenamed kid next door with the black girl in it do you know what i mean like we always had yeah. something there and it would be really nice for like and i know people don't like the whole representation talk but a little black girl seeing Issa Rae as a president barbie would probably like mean so much more than you guys could ever possibly imagine yeah. like we all saw what the little kids were like when they first saw black panther and how happy they were and how happy they were when they saw a black Spider-Man, like kids were really moved. And we all saw recently with a black little mermaid, like little girls were mm-hmm. losing their minds. Uh, Hallie being little mermaid. So can you imagine like a six, seven year old black girl in primary school or kindergarten, whatever. And, or, and you're seeing Issa Rae playing a Barbie. Like that, will, that, that will blow any, do you know what I mean? That will blow your mind. Like, oh my gosh, like I can be, do you know what I mean? Like, that sort of stuff does matter. And I know that as adults, we get really bogged down and really like... Of course we do, because obviously we know the political aspects of it. We know the, the truth behind it. But for those little kids, like that means the world to them. And mm-hmm. that's why we have to keep pushing for it. And I don't care how much it annoys people that like we need representation like this.
1: And it needs to keep happening. I don't understand why people get like so upset about representation. <laughs> because like obviously like when we were younger we just saw things we didn't see things deeply as younger people do see them now Mm. because that's why some people say that oh you know younger people they are a bit too woke and they don't like live a little and things like that but I feel like it is important because these things impacted like young people like for example like being a young black girl and people viewing you this way because of what society pushes out there So it is important to have, like, representation so people can see things differently. But I just don't understand, like, why people get so angry about it. (laughs) Like, we live in a world where people, all people are different. Why can't we just, like, accept that? Yeah. Instead of just, like, keeping the one thing.
0: Because I think, you know what, like, for me, the thing is, like, the representation argument is such a weird argument. Because I feel like we need it. As much as you guys think, yeah. oh, like, why do we keep talking about this? We need to keep talking about this because there are kids who need to see themselves. There's something about seeing yourself mm-hmm. on TV that means a lot. Like, I'm sorry, it does. Like, when I remember when I watched Bratz and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, she looks like me.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I, like we- I feel like we've gone backwards for some weird reason because when I was growing up, we had that So Raven... We had, as I said, Twitches. You had
0: Conan M.K. next door. You had, door. You had um, oh, there's so many shows. We had the um,
1: as, uh, the whole Trouble
0: Channel, the whole Trouble Channel, <laughs> even full, Disney full Channel. But the thing is, there are those sort of shows on now. We don't watch Disney Channel. My sister watches it, and actually, they did have quite a few. Yeah,
1: I know, the shows like Blackish, but it's just like I just kind of just want to see like a black family just be a black family.
0: <laughs> no, but they have those shows. But I, I, yeah. yeah, like I saw a show Nickelodeon. I was like, "Oh, what the heck is this?" And my, I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> and then my sister told me. I thought, "Oh, okay." And I sort of kept it pushing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we need to see it because you know what? When I realized it, it was seeing those kids go up for the Wakanda Forever, and seeing how happy they were to see Letitia Wright as Shuri, and her being the Black Panther. Yeah. Like when I saw that, and especially how the little girls were crying over meeting Harley, like the little black girls worldwide just like completely like in awe meeting her whether it's cardi b's children or it's the little black girls at the uk premiere that like, they were completely gobsmacked at yeah. and seeing that i'm like no that matters that matters and that's why like having such a diverse barbie cast because where i could very much have done a barbie and ken film with just margo and ryan yeah, because obviously they're the leads of the film of course they're going to be pushing the narrative along but the other Barbies obviously play a heavy part in this mm-hmm. like obviously you've got Simi Lu you've got Shooty, you've got Kingsley Bernadette, you've got um, Issa Rae, America Like, those things matter as well and that's why I was really happy that Greta took this narrative with it and I was happy that she was her doing it because I'm like if Greta's doing it she's going to be serious about it so, yeah, no, you're completely right. Like, that's why I was, you know, hearing Issa Rae was going to be in it, I was so excited. And I was so excited seeing the trailer and hearing from the reviews of people that she does play quite a big part in the narrative of the film and stuff. I was really excited I'm like, okay, cool, this is going to be so sick. But yeah, I'm very excited. But obviously, of course, like, me and you both predicting the feminism aspect of it, determinism and free will, something about Ken, who Ken is, what he is Ken. And I think that would be actually be very interesting because it's something that no no one's done. Is like how does Ken feel about everything?
1: <laughs> I'm actually. I just want to watch this. I just want to be excited to watch the film. I don't want it to be a thing where it's just like you just overthinking things too much. I just want it to be like a good watch, like a good time. You know.
0: I think I it like will. I think it will be. I think it will do what Lady Bird did quite well. And I actually bought Smart I need Olivia Wild girl. I'll forgive you for. Don't worry, darling. That's you didn't write that one. <laughs> let's get back in. Let's get back to work. Do your strike because obviously she's striking. When the strike's over, mm-hmm. and you know you've got in your and everyone's and the lower earning writers and um, actors are getting their payback. Let's get back into the. Let's get back into the studio and let's think of something else because what I loved about Booksmart and um, Lady Bird and even like classics like Angus, Angus, Songs of Perfect Snogging was that whilst the films were so entertaining they were so relatable mm-hmm. and i felt seen like when you watch angus on the Noggin, you feel seen that's such a such a teenage girl experience i'm highly entertained mm-hmm. that is highly impossible to happen a popular boy who looks at like aaron taylor johnson probably not <laughs> but the feelings that georgia had like you got it do you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I kind of miss with films. Like I love a feel good film, but that a one with a greater narrative theme behind it. Yeah, so they can see themselves in the character. Anyway. Yeah, and really and feel. Because the last time I felt that way watching a film was probably Booksmart, and um, was Booksmart was um, Lady Bird. Emma was one. The recent Guardians film made me feel like that. Like I completely understood what every character was feeling, particularly Rocket as well, um, and that feeling of hurt and pain and do you know what I mean, and just trying to push past your own past to try and get to where you want to get to. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: And the whole trauma aspect of it, obviously not the same trauma because I'm not an animal being tortured, but do you know what I mean? But I, I'm gonna miss that, and I, you know what? Greatest films always give me that. I have a good time, but I leave like being hit emotionally with something and that's what I kind of yeah, need I definitely and <laughs> I hope obviously we're not talking about Oppenheimer but I think Oppenheimer will probably have the same effect That you probably will be entertained by the film but you'll come back thinking like crap, like I can't believe like you're hit with the emotional weight of what actually happened but yeah that's just that's me and Jess rambling rambling about Greta Gerwig we hope you really like this episode and if you want us to do more stuff like this we'll be more than happy to do it because it breaks from the tradition of us yes. just doing reviews and top 5s and top 10s which we do love doing and we will continue to do but if you guys want us to just do stuff like this where we just chat and have an open dialogue about like films or films we like um because we thought this would probably be the best case scenario because obviously I I'm, I'm a huge Greta Gerwig fan and it's actually kind of a good way for me to introduce Jess Jess is probably now going to watch Little Women and stuff before going into Barbie yeah
1: I definitely
0: will. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is actually kind of sick that we were able to do this. Um, but yeah. So thank you so much guys for tuning in. Um, please like um, keep hitting the Pop Confident our Pods um, to, uh, for any suggestions you have for anything you want us to do. Um, you can actually hit us up. Me and Jess separately on Twitter if there's things you want to talk about when we post the episode. You can mm-hmm. tell us if you agree or not if you agree in my opinions of Greta Garwick, if there are actual predictions you guys have about Barbie that you want us that we didn't talk about that you, you want to discuss we can talk that, about that in the actual review as well but again thank you so much guys it's been me Priscilla
1: and it's been me Jess
0: and yeah thanks so much guys alright bye
1: bye